0: Good morning. Welcome to Psachim Test, page 9. We begin a new Mishnah. The Mishnah tells us that once you do B'dikas Chometz on one house, let's say there's a house next door that has not yet been checked, uh, we don't have to be worried that maybe a weasel, a chuldah, took a piece of Chometz from the second house and brought it into the first house, which would then mandate you to check the first house again. Rather, we say once it's checked, we don't have to assume that the weasel will, will bring Chometz from one house to the other. And similarly, from one room to another room within a house, because if you would say it, ain't the dove herself, if you'd really be worried about that, then you would even have to be worried that once one courtyard is checked, maybe it was brought from another courtyard, or once one city is checked. Maybe it brought it from another. So the bottom line is, we are not worried that weasels are bringing chametz. After you've checked your house, you can assume it's good, and a weasel did not bring chametz from another house. So the Gemara says on this, this is just saying, it seems like it's saying, that we don't have to be worried that maybe the weasel brought the chametz. But let's say we actually see the weasel with chametz in its mouth coming into your house that's already been checked. Then you do have to be worried about it. Why is that the case? Why do we not assume that even if the weasel brought the chametz into your house, which is already Pesach thick, it's already been checked, why don't we assume that the weasel certainly ate the chametz that was in its mouth? And the support for this is because we have a case, we have a halacha, that if you... Go into a house that a non-Jew had been there for 40 days, 40 days is the uh, minimum amount of time for the development of a fetus, such that if there would be a miscarriage after 40 days, and we assume that non-Jews just bury their fetuses in the house, then that fetus would convey tomah. But uh, we're, we're, we say, therefore, that if you walk into that house, you have to be worried that maybe you're tame. However, if there is a chulda there, if there's a weasel there, then you don't have to be worried about it because we assume that the weasel ate, the, uh, ate or consumed or just carried out the uh, the, the fetus. Um, but this implication seems to say that the weasels eat things, whereas in our Mishnah, or at least the implication for our Mishnah, is that we cannot just assume that the weasel ate the Chameh. The more answer is that no, maybe there's a difference between lechem and basar When it comes to bread, maybe the, the weasel won't finish it, and then we're worried that it hid it in the house. But when it came, comes to basar flesh, even if it's human flesh, we assume that the weasel will actually uh, consume it. And Ravi gives a different answer. He says, in the case of uh, in the case of uh of, of the of the um fetus, we don't know for sure that uh that, that there was actually a, a fetus there. It was just a far out concern. So as long as there's a weasel there, the, the possibility that the weasel took it away will satisfy us. But in the case of the Chameis, it's Vandai. We definitely saw the weasel bring Chameis into the house. That was Pesach already. So the fact that you have a suffix that maybe the weasel also ate the Chameis, there's a concept in suffix, that a poss- possibility does not help you, does not overpower definite knowledge. And now the Gemara goes on to discuss this Content, is it really true that Ain suffic mothemidivada, that a possibility can't override a definite? And it gives an example. Let's say you have a Khaver, someone who is a uh, someone who is scrupulous in tithing, and this Khaver died and left over a storage house full of grain. The Halach is you can assume that the Khaver uh, separated all the ties before he died. He would take care of it. So the Gemara says, wait, it's a suffix that maybe he took care of it. It's vadi that it was tevil, that it was untithed produce, and yet we assume that everything's okay. So it sounds like suffix, suffix is Motsimide vada. So the Gemara answers, no, it's not a suffix in a vada. It's a vaday in a vada. It's definite that the Haver certainly took out the food because there's a concept, or uh, tithe, because there's a concept that a Haver will always separate off the tithes, will never let something leave his hand, which is untithed, so he wouldn't die without taking care of business first. Or we can say that it's a Safek and a Safek, because who said it was definitely Tevel? Maybe in this particular situation, the food was brought in, still in its shaft, and then it would not be biblically obligated in Trumus and book is another example where you have a, uh, apparently a stillborn child was thrown into a pit, was cast into a pit, uh, and a Kohen bent over to see if it was a boy or a girl. And what we ended up saying was, this Kohen is actually not considered uh, to be Tomei. Now, why is the Kohen not to be considered Tomei? We know for sure, that there, that the, that that there was the fetus there, that was stillborn was there, and it's a safek that maybe a, rat, a a weasel took it away, and yet we still say that it's okay. Uh, oh, safek motim de'vadai. So the Gemara answers there too. It's not necessarily definite that the weasel was that the uh, fetus was there in the first place. It's only possible because we didn't know the nature of this sack in the first place. Did it have a uh, stillborn in it or not, that itself was a question. Okay, the Gemara goes on and says that in a situation where you leave over chametz to your bedika uh, you let's say you want to have your chametz the next morning, so he says you have to put it in a, in, in a place that's secure because if not, maybe the chulva, maybe the uh, weasel will go ahead and take it. And the Gemara does this interesting thing where it distinguishes between whether or not this is on the 13th or the 14th. Because if it's on the 14th, it's like the weasel knows that, you know, Pesach's coming so the weasel will definitely hide the chamez because it knows it has seven days of not in the chamez. So the Gemara says, if he there's a weasel actually a prophet that knows the difference between the 14th and the 15th. Uh, this is actually impossible. Obviously, obviously the weasel doesn't know. Um, but Rather, the concern is that maybe the weasel will take it, and we'll see that the weasel took it, and then we actually have to be concerned. Rav Yehuda talks about an interesting case where you have nine piles of chametz and one pile. I'm sorry, nine piles of matzah and one pile of chametz, and uh, a weasel or, or let's say a, a mouse came along and took uh, something. We don't know from which group and brought it to a house. Do we have to assume that it took the bad stuff, the chametz, or did it take the matzah? And basically, the answer is, if it was Parush, if it was already separated from the nine, then we can assume it came from the nine and we assume that it brought matzah. But if he took it directly from the pile, then it's called chokavua mechsa mechsa. And then we have to be worried that it is chameyitz.